Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 53 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? As always, we have a great episode lined up for you today, uh, Friday, September 24th. We are going to be giving our NFL Week 3 uh, picks, game picks, and two bold predictions each as we do every week of the NFL season. Um, and there were actually a couple um, newsworthy items from the NBA. Again, still the kind of dead period, but there are a couple things that maybe we just want to mention or talk about for a little bit. Uh, and then I know it's kind of been a, almost like a, you know, replaying a broken record, but it's fun to talk about and it keeps changing. And that is the, the MLB wild card scenario and just the playoff situation in general with about, you know, depending on how many games a team has played, nine to 10 games left for each team. Um, so it should be exciting. Uh, a good episode, an episode full of every sport that we talk about, which will be good. Um but before we jump into it, uh, follow us on all of our social medias. You'll find them linked down below. And if not, you should look us up on Instagram uh, and then click the link in our bio for all of our links that you may need to follow us anywhere you want. Um, TWOS podcast on Instagram. So let's jump right into it with our NFL week three game picks. Um, last week, was a good week for both of us. Uh, Logan, you went 12 and four in your picks. I went 13 and three because you refused to believe in the Raiders. Um, so continue this week. <laughs> are you serious? Okay. Yeah. We're, I'll talk about that game later, but that's preposterous. So overall, I am 22 and 10, and Logan, you are 24 and eight. So we're both off to good starts. Um, I mean, some of, some of the picks are obvious, but obviously there are upsets that happen. And yeah, so let's jump right into it. Last night's Thursday night game was the Panthers versus Texans. Uh, Panthers won. We both had the Panthers winning. Um, it wasn't close. The Texans aren't a good team. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they are, I think I said it last week, the Jaguars of last year going starting off 1-0 and not winning another game. Um, but moving on to the games that are yet to happen, uh, AFC West matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, Chiefs coming off of a loss to the Ravens, um, a game we both got wrong, and the Chargers coming off of a loss to the Cowboys, which we both picked. Um, it is in Kansas City, which is a very tough place to play, and I feel like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be an angry team on Sunday, and I think that they are going to hand another L to the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Chiefs are like – at home, I don't really know how you beat them. I watched the game with the Browns, the whole thing. I felt like we played, like, amazing. I don't think the Chargers are as good as the Browns, and you make one mistake, you're basically done. Um, so I don't think you can't really pick the Chiefs here. Yeah. Um, moving on to a game that I consider the lock of the week, um, and that is the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Um Jaguars Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown much um he's really struggled but again he's he's not in a good situation uh most number one number one pick quarterbacks aren't so you kind of have to have to take their performances with a grain of salt and just the fact that the Jaguars really don't have much going for them besides Trevor Lawrence um so you can't entirely put the blame on him 
so I've got the Cardinals. I mean, they're, they, they've looked really good, um, especially that offense. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, same. I mean, the Kyler Murray's probably been like the best quarterback so far this year. Trevor Lawrence, he's a rookie, like you said, but he's really not been good. I got a prediction for him later, but go with the Cardinals. I object to the best that uh, Kyler Murray is the best quarterback so far. Um, Who you got? Derek Carr. Oh, okay. um, anyways, okay. uh, moving on to a game that I That's think disgusting, by the is way. going to be closer than people think. Um, and that is the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Now, I have the Browns winning this game. Um, and part of that is because Justin Fields is making his first start with the Bears. But also part of the reason why I think it could be a close game is because Justin Fields is making his first start with the Bears, if that makes sense. He could either do really well and kind of burst onto the scene or, you know, stumble like most quarterbacks do in their first games, especially when you take over, you know, a couple weeks into the season. Um, But that being said, I think the Browns win this game at home. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one because Justin Fields is my rookie of the year prediction, so – Finally, he's getting his chance to at least start. I mean, he's shown that he's been able to do well sometimes so far this year, but he hasn't really gotten that many, uh, I guess, chances. But he's also shown that he's – I think he threw, like, an interception and a touchdown in, like, 10 minutes. So we'll see what happens. But I think it'll be fun to watch him, and he's getting this opportunity. So he's going to try to do his best, obviously. So hopefully the Browns' defense pulls through. Yeah. And Bears head coach Matt Nagy said that, Andy Dalton is still the quarterback if he's healthy, but come on, just let, let the kids start. You know, Andy Dalton isn't, he, he, he's solid, but Justin Fields can do so much more for your team. And I feel like he's the right guy going forward. Yeah. It would just be the smart move. Um, a matchup of two teams that I had winning their divisions, their respective divisions this year in um, the Washington football team, traveling to Buffalo to take on the bills Um could be a good game. Bills high-powered offense. Uh, Washington's really a solid front seven on defense. Um, but I mean, the Bills just absolutely dominated the Dolphins last week, thirty-five to zero. It looks like they're back on track. Josh Allen hasn't fully gotten it rolling yet, um, and it's another tough matchup for him. But I, I think we're we're going to start to see the the MVP caliber Josh Allen that we saw last year. Um, going forward. So I've got the bills in this one. Yeah, same. I mean, week one was pretty bad, but after that, they kind of shown like what they should be and then they just destroyed the Dolphins. So yeah, I, I definitely got the bills. AFC South matchup. The Indianapolis Colts are heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Who you got in that one? I got the Titans over the Colts in this one. Uh, I feel like a deeper team. I feel like they showed what they can be. Um, haven't really put it all together this year, but I think that they're the deeper team, and yeah, I mean, I just don't really believe in the Colts too much. Yeah, I believe the report is that Carson Wentz is a game-time decision. I think if Carson Wentz doesn't play, this is a no-brainer. If he does, there's a slight chance just because that Colts defense does have the potential to do well. But uh, I, I think if second half of the season, Derrick Henry is already showing up in week two for the Titans – um, that's going to be scary for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the offense was fully put together last week, I think is what we saw uh, in that overtime win against Seattle. So if that continues, then the Titans are 
dangerous moving forward. Uh, moving on to a very interesting game uh, for me. Right now, uh, it is the Saints against the New England Patriots. Patriots. Right now, I believe the Patriots are slight favorites at home. Um, these two teams are just tough to gauge. The, the Saints had arguably the best performance out of anyone week one when they just walloped the Packers. And then they basically fell flat in week two against the Panthers. Yeah. So they're a tough team to gauge. We don't really know what Jameis Winston we're going to get week in and week out. And you can say the same thing for the Patriots. We don't know what we, we still really don't know what we're getting from Mac Jones. Um, we know that defense is solid. Um, New England's a tough place to play, but I think that Jameis Winston shows up and I think that Saints defense does a good job against Mac Jones and New Orleans wins this one. All right. I got the Patriots in this one. I'm just kind of going with the pick that I feel like, uh, you know, I I feel like I know more about what I'm getting from them. Jameis Winston in the two games has been kind of like polar opposites from his first one to second, where it's like, if he shows up, then yeah, he'll be amazing, but I just don't really know if I can get. So it's kind of a coin flip either way, but I got the Patriots. Yeah. It'll be a close one. Another game that I see being close is the Atlanta Falcons traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Two teams that I don't think are very good or are going to have necessarily successful seasons. Um, That being said, last week against a good Washington football team, the Giants looked good. And Daniel Jones has looked good as the quarterback of of New York. And I know – it's it's tough to say that Daniel Jones has made it over the hump just because of we we've seen two or three years of not good quarterback play from him at all. Um, so it's kind of you can't really go ahead and say all right he's 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 made it up there now. Um, but I have the Giants winning this one. The Falcons' defense is just terrible. Um, yeah, and I'm not impressed with their offense. I got the Giants too. I think it's pretty funny that Daniel Jones for just a little bit was the number one fantasy quarterback just because he has <laughs> he played, played two games and nobody game. else did. But uh, I think that's pretty funny. Um, and then the Falcons defense, like you just said, it's I think they're allowing 40 points a game so far this season. Like that's awful. So I'm not going to pick the Giants for most teams, but for this one, I am. Uh, AFC North matchup uh, Steelers Bengals in Pittsburgh. What do you got in this one? Yeah, I mean, I got the Steelers. I just think the Bengals are too young. And I mean, they're just not put together as well. I hate the Steelers, but man, like they got experience. They got a lot of weapons on that team. I just don't think the Bengals are going to be able to shut them down. And in Pittsburgh, it's obviously not a great place to play if you're the away team. Um, Big Ben has not been great so far, but I mean, I I still think that he's going to pull through and that Steelers defense is better. So I got the Steelers. Yeah, I've got a bold prediction about the Steelers' defense later, but I think that they are going to absolutely just dominate that side of the ball. And, uh, uh, I mean, you, you said it. The Bengals are, are too young. It, it, it's weird to say that because we usually only say that in terms of, like, playoffs. But in the NFL, it, where every week is so much more magnified than other sports, experience matters. And just going into Pittsburgh is an experience that you kind of need to – have in order to know how to play there and there are guys on that team who don't really know how to ex- or who have not experienced that um arguably the toughest stadium to play in yeah. in the nfl um i've got the steelers as well 
Another game that I think could be considered the lock, uh, the lock of the week is I have the Ravens beating the Lions uh, because the Ravens just beat the Chiefs and the Lions are not Bad. a good football team. <laughs> um, I, I, there's really not much else to say. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. They just – this one seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, moving on, this one – Makes me a little bit mad as a Raider fan, but the Broncos are taking on the Jets. Um, the Broncos I, are going to move to 3-0, and in my opinion, because the Jets aren't good. Um, and the Broncos are going to go to 3-0 and playing the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. So <laughs> it's going to say 3-0 and on their record, but they arguably face the three of the bottom five teams, five to seven teams in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders have beat better teams, so I feel like you should be happier with that. But yeah, I, I don't see them not going 3-0 and here. That'd be pretty sad if they don't. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Raiders, they are going back home to Las Vegas to take on the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'll let you do your pick. Okay. I really don't have any reasoning for this other than if I feel like I, I if I pick the Raiders here, I feel like they're going to lose. And then I just won't get it anyway. And I just feel like I have to stick with this because I know you're going to pick the Raiders, obviously. I mean, that's the favorite and like it's your team. So why wouldn't you? Um, I just I I can't believe in the Raiders every single game. So I have to. I That's my only reasoning. I'm sorry. All right. I mean, um, <laughs> just I mean, Derek Carr has looked like an elite quarterback these next two weeks. You know, you can meme on Derek Carr, but he has played some of the best football from the quarterback position this year beat two really good defenses coming into the season. The Ravens and the Steelers were two of probably the top five defenses in the NFL. And he's carved them up pretty much. He leads the league in passing yards by a lot. He has like 817. The next closest is Kyler Murray with like 680. So, you know, their cars looked really good to me. The dolphins don't have Tua. They don't have their quarterback. They're, they're starting Jacoby Brissett this week and, if you remember last week, Jacoby Brissett didn't score any points. Um, I did not know that. I'm sorry. Would you like to change your pick? Yes, I, I would like to change my pick now. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm going with the Raiders. This is like right. the one week I'm going with the Raiders, but yes, I will All change right. it. Um, as of right now, by the way, and you know, you, you can take this however you will but right now i looked at these like betting odds as to who's gonna stay undefeated the longest and there are people having the raiders nine and oh to start the season i don't know if that's gonna happen but they have looked really good this year the defense has looked great the defense did well against lamar i mean as as well against lamar as you really can play because he's gonna you know do his thing they got to big ben a lot last week which is big and i just think the only chance the Dolphins would have had to win this game is if they were fully healthy and they're not. So I've got the Raiders in yeah. Las Vegas getting the win. Shout out to the Raiders for beating two teams in the Browns division, though. I, I really do appreciate it. Right. And then we'll we'll beat the Browns later in the year, too. Oh, OK. <laughs> we'll um, game of the week, in my opinion. It's not even close. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams a game that I see as a potential NFC championship preview. And I really jumped back and forth when thinking about this game. Um, 
because both teams have impressed these last two weeks and they're both two and out. So one of them's, unless they tie, one of them's going to get their first loss. And I, I went with my Super Bowl team because I just feel like at home, I, I like their defense more than I like the Tampa defense this year that the Tampa defense has given up a lot of points um, like to the Falcons and the Cowboys Two, you know, the Falcons aren't a very good offense, but the Cowboys are a good offense, but they, the, the Tampa Bay defense has not impressed me like it did last year. And the Rams defense has continued to impress me like it did last year. So I'm going to go with the Rams taking the Buccaneers, but I think this is going to be a very good game. Yeah, I do have the Bucks in this one, but I get that. I feel like the Bucks defense has actually been worse than people think right now. I feel like some of the they've kind of been bailed out with some like tip passes. They had two interceptions that probably shouldn't have been interceptions just because it got tipped and then they got lucky from it. Um, but man, just watching Tom Brady, even now, like at 58 years old, he's just like, I, I can't just like not think that he's going to do something amazing every time when they were playing the Cowboys, like they were down. And then that last drive, I'm just like, right. Oh, it's probably going to happen. Um, I think that their offense is just so amazing. And I just can't really bet against them. So I got the Bucks. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If the Buccaneers get the ball back with two minutes left on Sunday uh, and they're down five points, uh, there's, uh, the Buccaneers are going to win that game. So it's, it's a, I'm fine either way. Again, like I said, I debated going back and forth. But just to put it into context, Tom Brady has been dominated the NFL for our entire lifetime. Like, We've never known uh, an NFL where Tom Brady wasn't the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like crazy. He, 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 he's competed against three different eras of teams of quarterbacks. Like he played against Brett Favre and then he played against Drew Brees and now he's playing against Lamar Jackson. Like (laughs) you like look at LeBron and he's like, Oh, he's dominating for so long. He's so old. Tom Brady is seven years older than LeBron <laughs> and he just won a Super Bowl and like has a shot at MVP this year. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, game of the week, hundred percent. And I don't think yeah. that's an argument there. Um, Seahawks versus the Vikings in Minnesota. Um, I have the Seahawks in this one. Uh, yeah. I, I like what I saw from the Seahawks last week, even in the loss, but um. The Vikings are banged up. I think Dalvin Cook is questionable right now, which is would be a big blow for them. Um, but I just think the Seahawks are the better team. Yeah, I agree. Even though they blew that lead to the Titans, I mean, they looked really good, and then obviously it all went downhill. But the Vikings have been really disappointing to me. They're banged yeah. up, but it's been really disappointing. I did not think that they wouldn't have won so far. Dude, um, people had so, yeah. expectations of them winning that division. And I guess with the way the Packers have been up and down the last few weeks, it's still a possibility. But they definitely haven't looked like a team that could win the division. Yeah. Speaking of the Packers, uh, Sunday night football is the classic Aaron Rodgers versus the 49ers matchup. If you aren't familiar, uh, Aaron Rodgers went to college at Cal Berkeley, a Bay Area kid coming into the draft. The Niners said that they were interested in him and they passed up on him. um, And then the Packers took him and, I think draft night, he said something, the reporter asked about the Niners and he said that they were going to wish that they drafted him. And obviously they probably do. Um, 
so it's always kind of that narrative comes up when he plays the Niners, almost like a revenge game, even though he never played for the team. Um, but granted, it was against the Lions last week. The Packers looked like the Packers of of last year. Um, and the Niners, I don't know what it is with the 49ers and injuries. They, win. And they win, but they get so injured. Like, <laughs> I think they've already – they've – Two two of their running backs are already out. One of them, Raheem Mostert's out for the year. Uh, their current running back is questionable. I know that because Elijah Mitchell's on my fantasy team. Um, and I don't know that the Niners' strength and conditioning coach maybe needs to figure it out. But they they're 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 struggling a little bit with injuries. But also, like you said, they win like mm-hmm. games that I feel like nobody thinks they're gonna win. They almost like the Lions had that comeback in week one, but the Niners won. Like it's just this this weird thing with the Niners. They like winning. Yeah. They they, they beat the Eagles last week, held them to eleven points. Uh in San Francisco too. I'm talking myself out of it, but I'm gonna go with the <laughs> Packers. Uh yeah. I, I think Aaron Rodgers balls out. Yeah, it's weird. Whenever I pick against the 49ers, I always have in the back of my mind that it's just like somehow they always pull it off. And it's just really like they're not even that great of a team sometimes compared to other ones. And it's just like I feel like they're going to win. But I got the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, there was like the biggest overreaction ever to his game one. where I mean, he was horrible. Like it was probably his worst game ever. He was awful. But like it's one game. He looked like Aaron Rodgers in the next one. Um but yeah, I think it's going to be close. I mean, the 49ers are banged up, but they always seem to just get in games and they always have a shot at it. Uh, but yeah, I got the Packers. Start Trey Lance, 49ers. He, he's got, he, he'll give you a better chance to win. Um, now the Monday night football game is a divisional matchup between NFC East teams. The Philadelphia Eagles are heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Two teams that um, have had, I don't know, it's too early to say like what type of seasons people have had, but the Cowboys have had a good, a good season so far, in my opinion. They had a, they played a really good game against the Buccaneers and a really good game where they beat the Chargers. Um, And then the Eagles came out and just dominated the Falcons week one. And then they kind of fell flat with 11 points against the Niners. So that being said, I've been more impressed with the Cowboys and I believe more in their talent that they have um, on offense. So I'm going to go with Dallas in the Monday night game. Yeah, I think it's funny to sort of meme on the Cowboys and say they never win and everything, but they have impressed me so far. Like they've been pretty good and Dak has looked really good after injury. Um, And the Eagles, yeah, they haven't been bad either. I mean, they've shown that they can win too. Um, but I got I got Dak pulling it out in this one for the Cowboys. Um, I think it'll be close. I think this will be a good one too. Um, but I just kind of believe in their offense more. Yeah, full of good games this week. Um, Rams Bucks definitely the one to watch. Packers Niners Cowboys Eagles. Um, uh, my prediction is that Browns Bears could be a sneaky good game, and then Bills Washington Football Team I think is going to be another good one. Um. So, yeah, those are our picks. A post will be going up um, tomorrow, probably, at least before the games on Sunday. A post will be going up. 
um, with also our bold predictions, which we'll get into right now. Logan, what is your first bold prediction? All right. My first prediction, Justin Fields, it's his first start. Um, I don't expect him to do horrible, but I do expect him to throw two interceptions in this game. Uh, I think the Browns defense is pretty good. I mean, they put on a lot of pressure. They got Miles Garrett running at you every single time. Uh, the defense has looked good. Uh, and Justin Fields, in his very limited playing so far, has been a little bit shaky. He's kind of thrown a little bit off. And, I mean, he's a rookie, so obviously that's going to happen. But I think he could be obviously pretty nervous in this start, make a few mistakes. Uh, I think he'll show that he's like deserves this starting spot also. But I think two interceptions is not a long shot for this. Yeah, I could see it happening. You know, rookie quarterbacks first start or never really hit the ground running right away. So definitely in the cards. Um, my bold prediction is with a, another AFC North team's defense, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that they sack Joe Burrow five times on Sunday. That Bengals defense is or offensive Terrible. line is garbage. Um the Steelers' defense line is very good. Uh, T.J. Watt, Casey Hayward, that's all you really need to say. Um, I think they sack Burrow five times. We've seen Burrow be susceptible to sacks um, throughout his career, and that's not all his fault, obviously. But when he sees pressure, he tries to run away, and he's just not fast enough for – for, Yeah. Um, so I have the Steelers – getting to burrow five times on Sunday. Yeah. I like that one. Um, my second one, uh, I got Saquon Barkley finally having his first game back or first good game back from injury rushing for two touchdowns and a hundred yards. And it's well, a big game. Yeah. I like Atlanta. It. Atlanta's defense has been absolutely terrible. So, I mean, I feel like this is the game that you can do it. Uh, he really has not shown that he's the same Saquon Barkley, like at all, not even flashes really. Um, but I feel like it's got to come at some point, and I feel like this is the game where it could happen. Um, two touchdowns and 100 yards, yeah, that's that's a very big game. But um, if it's any week, it'll be this one. Yeah, I think this is a perfect kind of get-right week for Saquon. The game script will be in his favor. I'm sure the Giants will be ahead for most of it. And why not, you know, against the Falcons, kind of feed him, feed his confidence. Um, teams really like to do that, so – I definitely could see that happening. My second bold prediction comes from the game of the week, the Rams versus the Buccaneers. I think it's a shootout. Again, like I said, the Buccaneers off defense hasn't impressed me like it did last year. But also on the other side, nobody has stopped Tom Brady yet and just the assortment of weapons that he has. So I think both Brady and Stafford will throw for 400 yards on Sunday. Wow. That is that's a bold prediction, but hey, that's what these are, right? Um, I felt like 300 is pretty obvious for quarterbacks of this caliber. Um, so I went with 400 for both of them. Big games, but I think it's going to be a, a shootout. It's bold. I like it. Yeah. Um, bold predictions. I think I'm two and two and you're one and three or something. I got my first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes threw an interception. Patrick there Mahomes did throw an interception. <laughs> um, and I think I got that the, the Chiefs and Ravens have both scored 30 plus points. All right. Those are our bold predictions in week three NFL picks. Um, Post will be going up, like I said. So check that out on Instagram. Moving on. 
NBA. We haven't talked about NBA in a little bit. Um, uh, kind of big piece of news, but I feel like most people kind of saw it coming with uh, out of Philadelphia. Benjamin Simmons uh, has said that he is not going to report to Sixers training camp. And he reportedly told the team that he will not be playing for them ever again. Um, that's the, he, he just, it was, it was rumored all off season that there was trades swirling around, but he just put them in a very tough position because he is in just his second year of a five-year max contract. He's owed 30, money. he's owed $33 million this year. 177 million was the total value of his contract. And there's no real traction in terms of like teams actually interested in him. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation because it's like the Sixers have this bar that they're setting his value at, which is just so much higher than everybody else. But what they believe that he's worth. And it's really weird because like his value should be that high. But the last time you saw him, he was terrible. And that's the way that people think about players is like the last time you saw them, he did this. Um, so it, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen because it's either that the Sixers just, I mean, don't play him and don't have to pay him for a bit if they don't want to trade him at all. And it's Ben Simmons. You kind of like put pressure on him. Like we're not, we don't have to pay you. We don't have to do anything. Um, but then on the other hand, like you want to get value back for him. You don't want, want to just waste that. So something's got to happen, but I don't know. Daryl Morey for the Sixers has been shown that he's not just going to trade someone to trade him. Like he's going to get value back for him. So I could see it going uh, for longer, like into the season. Uh, But I want to see Ben Simmons in a different situation. So I'm excited for a potential trade. It just feels like this has been going on for so long that we just like, I mean, this is news, but it's like, what's going to come from this. We don't really know. Yeah. We're in a scenario where Philly either needs to lower their asking price or Ben Simmons is going to have to be happy getting whatever guaranteed money he has in that contract and nothing else. Because like you said, they don't have to pay him that $33 million. I'm not sure how much is guaranteed in his contract. I think like every game he doesn't play, he loses out on like $120,000. So okay, yeah, that's a lot. And in an 80, 80 game season. Yeah. Um, we see here guaranteed. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his guaranteed money is, but most players have clauses in there that basically say, I get this money no matter what. Um, but yeah, I don't like there is th- this big news came out this week that he's not going to play for the Sixers ever again, but there hasn't been a team interested in trading for him in Probably like a month. I haven't heard anything in terms of, you know, we heard Warriors, you know, I don't even know who else yeah, we heard, the, but the Warriors got fined for saying they're not interested in Ben Simmons. I don't understand <laughs> how that's tampering, but okay. Um, another big one was the Wolves, mm-hmm. but like they didn't want to trade D Cat, or Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get him if you're not trading any of those. So I don't know what you're expecting. Uh, I don't blame the Sixers for not taking a deal if they don't involve any of those three guys. Um, so yeah, that basically no other team has like really come out and said like they're a front runner or whatever. Um, so we'll see, but it's just kind of like the same situation. This is big news if like something comes out of it, but it's just, 
I didn't expect Ben Simmons to come back to the Sixers anyway. So yeah. I don't know how much this really changes. Well, and this whole saga is definitely playing into it, but I don't really like the narrative that Ben Simmons is like a bad player because a lot of yeah. people are trying to paint this picture that he's not good when he's literally probably the best defensive guard in the NBA. And okay, he doesn't shoot, but he can still, you know, do what he does offensively. Like it's not the traditional point guard that you necessarily see in today's NBA, but he's still an all pro player right? or all NBA player. That's a defensive, the defensive player of the year candidate. Like you're right. going to get a good player if you try to trade for him. Yeah. And I mean, I think they will eventually because it's not like teams don't know this. It's just another thing that I think people are worried about is sort of like the attitude problem and yeah. just lack of confidence that they saw in the playoffs. It's just like, it seems like every time Ben Simmons goes to the playoffs, he kind of loses some of that confidence. And what makes him great is like driving to the basket, being able to find open guys, but just how good of a finisher he is. And he just lost all of that. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's like, we've seen every year that Ben Simmons, Oh, he's got this shot. He's going to get a mid range. He's even going to get a three pointer and then it doesn't happen. So it's like, you see these videos of Ben Simmons shooting and you're like, okay, I saw that four years ago <laughs> and it's just, it doesn't affect me at all anymore. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I hope this news is something. Yeah. Um, the only other piece of news in the NBA was that the Timberwolves fired their GM. And I don't really have much to say about it besides the fact that just the Timberwolves are not in a good spot as a franchise right now. Mm. Um, I don't know. Apparently it shocked some of the players. Yeah. So he got fired. Cat tweeted out WTF. Like that's your star player. And he's obviously not happy with that. And then it comes out that he was toxic. Like you just said. So I'm sure more will come out of this story. It's just interesting to look at. And if I were cat, I would have been angry about three years ago. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if he's going to ask for a trade at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade away D for someone like Ben Simmons. I mean, I feel like that would benefit them on paper, but you're trading away cats like best friend. So they kind of have to debate whether that's really worth it. Um, so the Timberwolves, Timberwolves are another team to look at. Um, it's just, yeah, they're dysfunctional. Like you said, like uh, that organization is just not good. They got so much talent, so much young talent, and they just can't do anything with it. Yeah. And you got to think inside that organization right now, the last thing they're thinking of is trading for Ben Simmons because it just adds another thing to, to just the fire that is that organization right now. Like, I feel like it, it, maybe it helps them on the court, but just in terms of the, the chemistry and what that organization has already been through this off season. I don't think they're willing to just add more on to it. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's all for the NBA. Again, not much, just kind of reports and we're just skeptical right now. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool to see if, see what happens with Ben Simmons. If he does get traded, see, see how, how that kind of changed the landscape of either the Western or Eastern conference, depending on what happens. But again, it's still a wait and see basis. Yeah. Hey, um, preseason starts in just over a week, though. So we're going to see some of the rookies play like real ish games. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Finally, something. Something. Um, moving on to the MLB, uh, which has been something recently. Uh, we are in late September. Has, I mean, I just love baseball because it's the only sport where you have a month of games that like truly matter. You know, like that aren't the playoffs. 
because you know you look at most other sports for the last month i guess besides football but that's kind of weird because it's like you just have a game a week but like i guess the nba is a perfect example the last month of the regular season is only like crunch time for maybe two or three teams battling for the last seeds mm-hmm. whereas baseball has this full month of september where it's the top teams are you know playing each other these division rivals are having games against each other um to determine what happens in the playoffs which is awesome um but the teams right now that i think are the are the teams of of discussion are the st louis cardinals and the philadelphia phillies we talked when we talked last week um about the nl wild card we had said oh yeah the cardinals are looking really good right now um but they're only a half game up of the Padres, one game of the Reds. Yeah, That's if you changed. missed it, they're now four and a half up of the Phillies, five and a half up of the Reds, and six up from the Padres. They won 12 games in a row, and I think they're winning uh, right now to, to yeah. take their 13th in a row. And I mean, I don't want to face them in a wild card game, but it looks like I'm going to have to, unless the Dodgers can obviously hop into that um, – win that division um but i mean dude like this team has looked really good yeah last time we talked i mean since then they haven't lost so (laughs) i mean it's just only good things that you can say their pitching has been really good and their offense has just been amazing it seems like every player is just hitting for power and average um they just their whole team is like so complete right now and there's just no holes they're having fun. Like, I mean, the Padres just suck. And then it's like the, the Cardinals have become like the Padres sort of like, I don't know, attitude or whatever, where it's just like yeah. everybody has a home run. It's just everybody's having fun. That, that's all I got to say. But they've been so good. Uh, I don't see them giving up this spot. Four and a half games up and they're winning right now. Um, they just look unbeatable. Uh, I, I'm really excited if the Dodgers play them. I think it'll be fun no matter what. Um, but that'll be a really good game. Yeah, um, we got clowned for having Nolan Arenado as our number one for third baseman going into this season. He's he's having a 30-plus home run, 100-plus RBI gold glove season. Like, if that's not the best third baseman in baseball type of numbers, I don't really know what is. Like, Zay Ramirez is doing a pretty similar thing right now, but, you know. But you, you, you'd still have yes, Nolan Arenado yes. ahead of him. Okay, I do. just making sure. Um uh paul goldschmidt also really under the radar especially last 30 games he is hitting 340 with 11 home runs and a 419 on base percentage uh you you talk about the pitching adam wainwright who i'm assuming they would line up for a wild card game has been one of the best pitchers in baseball in the second half and jack flaherty's hurt so they don't really have much right now in terms of post wainwright um, but he's supposed to return soon. But again, pitchers returning from injury is always sketchy. Um, but I think it would be pretty awesome if we saw a wild card game of Wainwright and Scherzer, two of the kind of the 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 top pitchers of our generation almost the last 10, 15 years. Um, the Dodgers, if you missed it, announced that Scherzer would be the guy that goes in a in a one game, which makes sense. I mean, he's Dodgers can pick anyone. Like <laughs> it's been Scherzer and Wainwright, one two. I think the two best pitchers in the in the league since the All Star break. So it'd be cool to see that. Um, but yeah, just 
83 and 69 is a good record. Like, again, we're talking about these teams, they're wild card teams. So they're, you know, we're not necessarily talking about them in the same vein as the Giants, the Dodgers, the Brewers. But I mean, to win 12 straight, any team that's going to face them is got to be a little bit worried. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would be. The Dodgers are a much more complete team, but it's not like the Cardinals have not just been destroying everyone that they've been facing so far. Um, and in a wild card game, anything can happen. So it's really sad that one of these two teams is probably not going to make it. Um, but I mean, that's how postseason works in the MLB. So uh, I also want to give a shout out to Tyler O'Neill, Tyler Broneal, as some people call him. Big that man man's. is jacked and he just like, he does everything on the field. He hits for power. He's super quick. He's really good defensively. I think he's very underrated and like he's putting up similar numbers to like Arenado and Goldschmidt. And it's just, I mean, they've been so good and that team is so deep. Um, so yeah, I, I really have liked this team and they were basically 500 like two weeks ago. Now they're 83 and seven or 83 and 69 or whatever. A little bit uh, more than two weeks ago or maybe not. Well, before uh, the streak, well, yeah, before, before the streak, the streak of 12 yeah. or 13 games, that's re- uh, really impressive. Um, and, Speaking of underrated, they have, in my opinion, in most people's opinion, the best defensive center fielder in baseball. Harrison Bader will catch everything. I mean, it's so fast. <laughs> he will he will catch everything. So they've got at least two gold glovers out there um, in Arenado and Bader. So this team's full and full of, full of talent. Speaking of another team that's making a push, the Philadelphia Phillies. They're, I don't think they make – I think the wild card is the pot, the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, yeah. nine games, I think, left in the season. Um, four and a half in nine games is pretty tough to, to get. But the Phillies are two games back of the Braves in the National League East, um, which, by the way, whoever, you know, whoever doesn't win this division won't make the playoffs because th- this division just isn't very solid. Mm-hmm. Um and looking at the, the schedules, the Phillies play three against the Pirates this weekend. Um, they, the Phillies and Braves face off for a three-game series um, next week. And then the Phillies play the Marlins for three. I, I that's think that, easy. That, that's great for the Phillies. The Braves, four against San Diego. They, they, they're three and a half, technically, because they're picking up a suspended game today. Um, from earlier in the season, three against the Phillies in that series, and then three against the Mets. Now, the Padres and the Mets aren't playoff teams, but they are much better than the Pirates and the Marlins. So I think the Phillies have a significantly easier road to win this division than the Braves do. Yeah, I agree. Um, The main name that everybody's talking about, I'm so happy that everybody's talking about, is Bryce Harper. Uh, give this man his respect. I This guy has like the plate discipline. I'm not going to go as far as to say as the same, but it's like very bonds when you watch highlights of him, how he just does not swing at pitches out of the zone. Bryce Harper's not at, at that level, but man, he <laughs> he just like has such amazing plate discipline. And I don't think that's talked about enough in his game. Obviously, like he's very exciting to watch. He hits for power. Uh, he hits for average. The man leads the league in OPS. Um He's so fun to watch. I think he is the MVP this year. MV3. Um, MV3. Um, 
He just he gets I think his on base percentage for the second half is like 500. Him and like Juan Soto are doing something oh, crazy like, yeah, like Juan that. Juan Soto. Wow. Anyways, Juan Soto <laughs> just gets on base also. Uh, that's my MVP from beginning of the year. So I'm glad he's at least doing well. Um, but yeah, he's been so fun. This team has been so fun. And like Bryce Harper is like somehow carrying. Like it seems like when they just need a guy to do something, Bryce Harper does it. Um, the Phillies, I don't have as much faith in them in the postseason as a team like the Cardinals, even though it's, I mean, if they win their division, they're probably they're winning the division. They have an actual series, not a wild card spot. Um, just because I, I don't trust the pitching of the Phillies. I think they're top heavy and then their relief pitching has like blown the most saves in the league and on pace for like the most blown saves ever, which is crazy to even say. Um, but their their offense has been amazing. I mean, they're starting pitching. Some of them are really good. Some of them are not. Um, but they've been really good. And I with the easy schedule remaining, I expect them to pass the Braves for sure. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think Bryce Harper is the MVP. I think we'll do that next week. We'll pick our, our awards, but just with the way the Padres have been playing recently and they just don't look energized and they don't look like they're trying and all that comes from Fernando Tatis. He is the catalyst for that team and sure he might be still putting up solid, like good numbers, but he just that, that, aspect of him that that gets a team going that gets a team hyped up it's not there and it's right there for Harper right now Mm -hmm. like I think it's not even a question if the Phillies make the playoffs and the Padres don't I mean I I, it's pretty safe to say the Padres won't make the playoffs but especially if the Phillies get this division I think it's Bryce Harper right and I mean I hate talking about defense because I hate this argument for like oh Tatis isn't good because he's bad at defense no but it's legit for MVP yeah I mean Tatis has not been a good defender this year at all and Bryce Harper's above average so that's gonna play into it too if their offensive numbers are pretty similar um but yeah we'll talk about it later but it's just been pretty impressive what Bryce Harper's doing yeah and the Braves they've they've been a mediocre team like they've got a, a good offense obviously they have plenty of pieces but they just haven't really put it together. Obviously, the Acuna injury hurts. But we're, we're also talking about a division where the Braves are 80 and 71 and the Phillies are 79 and 74. So yeah. they're, they're, they're good teams, but the bottom line is this division isn't very good. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves do it too. That's three less losses. I mean, it's on them to, to win out and then stop the Phillies because it's not like the Phillies can just – I mean, they have to rely on the Braves losing, and it's not like they're just a bad team. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, the Padres and Braves play today in a, a game got postponed like in April or like May or something. And it's just interesting because they were that, the, that game started when the Padres were like 15 or 16 games above 500 and like one of the top teams in the league, and the Braves oh. were – one of the worst teams in the league and now like they've kind of flipped so it's like the game started when the odds were different and now it's like the 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 other team's better now so it's like it's an entirely different game but it's going to go under this like i think the score is like five to four right now in like the fourth inning um so that'll that's just a a fun a funny thing i saw it's like these are two entirely different teams picking up a game that was played five months ago. 
But um, yeah, is there anything else that that you wanted to shout out? Shout out Juan Soto. Yeah, shout out Juan Soto. <laughs> shout out Shane Bieber for coming back today. Um, that doesn't mean anything, but I'm excited to see my team's best pitcher finally come back. Um, Dodgers, one game back of the Giants. Um, yep. With nine games to play for each team. So we'll see. Uh, should be a fun race going down. Uh, the season won't be over the next podcast episode. There will be one more three-game weekend series for each team. Uh, so after that, after that series is over, the playoffs should be determined or will be determined. And then we'll do our predictions, our brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shout out the White Sox. Um, yeah, I congratulations. Mean, they, they played well. They clinched the division. Um, they're the first team to do that. Uh, not not super happy about it, but I mean, got to give them their props. So shout out you guys. Yeah, they clinched their division, but they're like the the second worst division leader just because like their division isn't as as strong as others. Yeah. So it, so it, but they're a great team. Um, I've got big. Obviously, my they were my AL champs at the beginning of the season. So shout out the White Sox. Um, but yeah, Yankees make the playoffs so you don't make me look super bad. That was my pick. <laughs> she- John. Um, I'm rooting for the Blue Jays to get in. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. If you listen this far or watch this far, thank you so much. Um, this was a fun one. We talked about the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. Um, yeah, and I have been your host, Diego Sandoval, um, and for my co-host, Logan Ring. My name is Diego Sandoval. There it is again. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> I don't know.